The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. Joe Ryan Engel on vacation today. I'm Jason Minnix. This is the promo for our A-Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge. Yeah, I got 13 of 16 right this weekend. One of my losses, I took the Steelers to beat the Houston Texans. Wow. Uh, Texans just rolled Pittsburgh on J.J. Watt Day. Let's talk about it. With the great Indy Kalou, former Texans tight end, current Texans TV analyst, joining us now on the Buyers Barricades guest line. You know, Indy, I don't expect you to say I told you so because our conversation last week, I don't think any of us saw a 30-6 to beatdown coming from Houston. Oh, hold on, Jason. I'm on the other line. Yes, I need two tickets for the Super Bowl. Yes, Indy Kalou, the Texans, and the Eagles. Can I get a discount for it? Because I played for Oh, you never heard of me? Okay, well, just sign me up for two tickets for the Super Bowl. Oh, sorry, Jason, I'm ready. Um, Are you calling a Cowboys-Texans Super Bowl? Is that what I just heard? No, Eagles-Texans. I'm Dude, sorry. stop. So I'm, that's so unprofessional. What would what, uh, you say? I, I'm all ready to go now. Dude, I, I, I mean, look. I, I mean, it's amazing the number of people, and I know they're just trolling, but they say they tweet stuff like, C.J. Stroud is the best NFL quarterback in the state of Texas. Admit it, at Jason Menix. There's no way. Is that a troll or a, a pretty accurate statement worth arguing? You know, I don't know. I mean, because, you know, if you say something bad about somebody, they say you are what your record is. One is three and one, one is two and two. Yeah, but it's the ultimate team sport. So oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ultimate team sport. It, is one of them three and one because he has the best defensive player in the game today playing on the other side of the ball? Is he, you know, three and one because he has a great team around him? Those are all things, all the things you have to factor in when you're comparing C.J. Stroud with the Dallas Cowboys. You know, it, it, it's it, it's it's fun to talk about, and I appreciate the Houston Texans fans that listen to us, all four of them. That. <laughs> That, that they're excited about their team, and I'm excited about their team. You know, I mean, you know, for a long time, the Texans were kind of my my chick on the side team because you know they were fun. Uh, they they were. I mean, we'd go down there and do camp. Uh, you know, we would do our shows inside the bubble. You know, and then Bill O'Brien, you know, uh, uh, took the red carpet away and didn't want any kind of coverage and destroyed that franchise. So there hasn't been a lot to root for when it comes to Houston. Until now, they're exciting, but don't try to get me excited about your team by making a, a, a comparison where I've got to put somebody down in defending somebody. No, no, I'll give you that. I mean, for me, it's all real jokes. Like, right now the Cowboys are light years ahead of the Texans, but what's uh, awesome and what's exciting about the Texans, because just like you, you mentioned, you nailed it on the head, Bill O'Brien, it's almost like he said, Oh, on my way out, hold my beer. Let me show y'all how much I can, how much damage I can cause on my way out. But the trajectory, it just feels like they're headed in the right direction. And all jokes aside and, you know, taking off the rose colored glasses, you know, I still expect the Texans to be a six, 
seven win team, you, you know, that, that being the ceiling, but it just feels like they're headed in the right direction. Where the Cowboys, if they don't win the division or come in second behind the Eagles, it's going to be a disappointing year. Well, and, and that's it. And I, I love what I'm seeing out of CJ Stroud. And quite honestly, the numbers that he, he is putting up, quite frankly, behind that offensive line, they are surprising. And, and I know this will piss off Texans fans, but it's true. You go back to when, you know, Romo got hurt, Kellen Moore snapped a leg, they gave the keys to Dak Prescott and how he started his time in, in Dallas as a fourth round pick with no expectation is very similar to what we're seeing out of C.J. Stroud. No, with what he's doing and the way I, – I remember when Dak Prescott took over, I was like, man, this just doesn't look like a third, fourth – I can't remember exactly what – Fourth round. Fourth round, Thank yeah. you, fourth round. Yeah. A fourth round pick at the quarterback position. And with C.J. Stroud, he was the number two overall pick. So you have certain expectations, but because what we've seen in the past with the failures of a lot of young quarterbacks taken high, you're still pleasantly surprised and how he's able to show the leadership, the intangibles, and oh, by the way, he can get it done physically as well. When you look at at the game on Sunday, J.J. Watt's getting into the ring of honor, and we joked last week, you know he's going to be rooting for his brother, but going into the Texans' ring of honor. And a big reason why I think anybody, including me, that picked Pittsburgh to win that game is because I expected Pittsburgh's defense to dominate. What did Houston do offensively to make Mike Tomlin's group look so bad? You know what? We go back to C.J. Stroud. He was able to extend plays in the pocket when there was pressure and there wasn't that much pressure. He was able to avoid the sack and keep the play going. But you have to give this offensive line that, you know, has been playing, uh, what's that called with the chairs? Uh, God, dog, Musical chairs? Thank you very much. Musical chairs due to the injury. They didn't give up a sack. And coming into this game, the big talk was T.J. Watt, Highsmith, uh, you know, possibly the best tandem when you talk about edge rushers going against this beaten up offensive line. And for them to step up and not give up a sack and, and C.J. Stroud to release the ball exactly when he needs to so he's not holding on to it, allowing them to hit him, it, it, it was just amazing the way everyone stepped up and they played at a level in honoring the great J.J. Watt where they said, hey, if we're going to honor him on this day, we have to pick up our play, and that's exactly what they did. You know, one of the things that's been impressive about C.J. Stroud, and I, w- I want to get you know you from your defensive lineman mentality, Andy Kalu. C.J. seems like he doesn't make the same mistake twice, uh, whether he's cleaning it up in practice during the week or even something that might not look right in the first quarter. Uh, similar situation in the third or fourth quarter, the reaction is completely different. What does that say about his ability to process information and make the adjustments on the fly? Or is it all work being done during the week? I think it's a little bit of both. And it's it's pretty cool that you've observed that because when I had a chance to talk to D'Amico, he said that CJ is like a a film rat. You have your gym rats who stay in the gym hours at a time. But D'Amico told me, like, man, this is a guy that you have to, like, drag him out of the film room and say, hey, it's time for practice or, hey, it's time for you to go home. So when you have a guy that's studying film like that, you best believe a big portion of that is watching what he did last week, even in a victory, what mistakes he made, making sure he doesn't make them again. And they're also doing that on the sideline with those fancy iPads that they get to watch every single series when they come to the sideline. But it's just a guy that is a true professional. You know, we've heard of quarterbacks who sign big deals and 
part of their contract had to state that they're watching X amount of film. You hear the stories of guys, you know, being the. You the can last say Kyler Murray's name time. without saying <laughs> Kyler Murray's name. You know, I, I didn't want to be messy. I, I'm feeling pretty good today, Jason. So I didn't want to be messy. <laughs> but, but since you let the uh, cat out of the bag, <laughs> yes, you know who I'm speaking of. But for a guy like CJ Stroud, it's refreshing to hear it's the opposite. Like, this is a guy that he's trying to perfect his craft. And, and that's what you're seeing on the football field because you're absolutely right. When he makes a mistake, he learns from it. You know, when you look at the Houston Texans, uh, you know, I think a lot of people thought that, you know, they'll win six, maybe seven games this year. I think eight wins would be on the high end of expectations. You know, through the first month of the season, that, that that maybe seems realistic now, and I'm not sure it's because the offense is overperforming or if the defense is performing above expectations. How are you seeing the first month of the season for Houston? I'm seeing great team ball. You know, you mentioned two phases, but when I think of this team and, you know, the their ability to get two wins after four four games, there are times where you look at what the defense has done. There are times, obviously, where you look at the offense. But let's not forget about special teams. You know, we had a time uh, last week where Andrew Beck, the, you know, fullback, and he's also a special teams demon. He's on every special teams. He takes a kickoff to the house. So you have blocked field goals. So it's all three phases. Like, they're excelling in special teams, offense, defense. At times, you, you know, when I say they're excelling, I'm not saying they're consistently playing great that's what they need to improve upon but you're showing flashes in all three phases and they're making big plays from turnovers to cause fumbles with big hits and the interceptions so the reason why they they have the victories that they have now is because it's not just one side of the ball uh that's showing up for this team Indy Kalu joining us here on the Blitz on 94.1 at San Antonio Sports Star. Quick update in baseball. The Rangers have extended their lead on Tampa Bay. Now 4-0 in at the sixth inning with the runner on third at one out. As Tampa Bay is now up to, I believe, four errors already, which is a franchise record. And we're only in the sixth inning again. The Rangers up 4 nothing. Uh Indy, kind of stand with Really, Jason? What? That's what we're going to do with for first, the first call of the season, y'all talked about a kicker, which was bad enough. Now we're talking about the greatness of the Houston Texans, and you're going to talk about baseball. Well, like, it's, it's it's and it's not the missions. It, I can see it was the missions, dude. But this, we're, we're it, talking baseball. It's playoff baseball, Indy, and and we're the Rangers affiliate not carrying the game on 94-1 because we're talking Texans with Indy Kalu. So when they score some runs, I feel obligated to update the scoring. Right? You're such a great man when it comes to doing what you do for your company. I'll give you that. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things. And, you know, because then I was going to lead into a, 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 probably not a kicker-like conversation, but an Astros conversation. Um, what did you think, what do you make of, as a guy that's that's played – professional um, football, you know, for over a decade, never won a Super Bowl. So um, the Rangers had a chance. You know, they clinched the playoffs, and they have a big celebration champagne in the locker room on Saturday night. Then Sunday they lose a game. The Astros win a game, so the Astros end up winning the division. Uh, What do you think about celebrating just clinching a playoff the way baseball guys do? I have no problem with it. It is so hard to win on the professional level, whether it's the NBA, MLB, NFL. And when you, you know, your ultimate goal is to win it all. 
but you have to achieve smaller goals to get there. And getting into the playoffs, clinching a playoff is one of those goals. If we wait until we, you win at all the World Series, uh, you know, NBA championship, the Super Bowl, you'll be miserable. Like you mentioned, I played 12 years in the NFL, went to one Super Bowl. The one Super Bowl we went to, I, I tore my freaking ACL, so I'm on the sideline not even playing in it. And, and you just really don't get that many opportunities so you better celebrate and appreciate the small victories, being the division champions, uh, being the uh, conference championship, getting into the playoffs. I, I'm okay with them celebrating, getting into the with the champagne and the tarp in the locker room. I mean, because I mean, the Texas Rangers controlled their own destiny. So on the last day of the year, they're now having to play on a Tuesday in a wild card because they didn't take care of business in the regular season. Yeah, you know who else made it as a wild card? The Super Bowl champion, New York Giants. All you got to do is get in. So, look, any excuse to drink and get your drink on, I'm all for it. So I don't mind them using a drink as champagne. I wish, you know what, I will say champagne is a little rich for just getting in as a wild card. Maybe they should have had, like, Mad Dog 2020. Oh, stop. Because because they didn't really dominate. Like, they should have. But I'm okay with a little bit of drinks and celebrating getting into it. Your Marshall is showing as you bring up Mad Dog and Boone's Farm. (laughs) It sounds like you feel like they shouldn't have celebrated. You know, it's it's, – to me, I think in the old days before the wild card, I understood all the celebrations – and the accomplishment of getting in baseball because there were so few teams that actually made the playoffs. Now it feels mm-hmm. like so many more teams are in getting to the wild card, uh, especially when you had a chance to win the division. Is that worth breaking out the champagne? To me, that's when you walk in and they've got beer in the cooler for you and you celebrate the accomplishment, but you don't go with the full champagne. I think the full champagne, uh, there needs to be, I don't know, trophies involved or at least you know, a division championship, some sort of title, not just getting into the postseason. See, I get that from an analyst perspective, from someone who's uh, paid and does a great job, by the way, to analyze each game and their performance. But from a player's perspective, I don't think you should go in with, like, that wet blanket feel. Like, like it almost sounds like you want them to hang their head and say, oh, we got in, but we didn't well, get Well, oh, no, I mean, for, for, for example, the Astros, when they clinched the playoffs, not yet the division, but the playoffs, they apparently had a champagne toast and then went about their business, according to reports. Been there, done that. The Rangers, and granted, it's been a long time since the Rangers had a reason to celebrate. Uh, they celebrated and then, and I think part of the reason why I'm a little salty is Brian McTaggart, who covers the Astros, tweeted something yeah. out, and um, and the Rangers are all butthurt about it, calling it uh, um, classless and, uh, what did they say, uh, poor journalism on the part of Brian McTaggart. And, and I'm like, dude, you guys celebrated and then get the job done. You controlled your own destiny and came up short, but you still had a party. But you kind of answered your question, in my opinion, because you said the Astros acted like been there, done that. That's absolutely the case. You know, we're over here in Houston. We're arguing whether or not the Astros are a dynasty and the Rangers. I mean, and I I don't know, like, I'm not even trying to be funny. When was the last time they won it all? Uh, The last time the Rangers won it all? Yeah. Oh, they got as many uh, World Series trophies as the Texans have Super Bowl trophies. See that? Well, then look. <laughs> you know what? Perfect example. If the Texans finish second in the AFC South and somehow get into the playoffs this year, they better be popping bottles in that <laughs> locker room. So, and you know why? Because they haven't been there, done that. 
But if the Kansas City Chiefs, if they somehow fall in their division in the AFC West and the Chargers end up winning the division, but they somehow get in the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm expecting them not to you know, have, overly celebrate getting into the playoffs because they've been there, done that, and they didn't do it the way that we expect them to. So I do believe that the celebration, the level of celebration should vary from team to team. Yeah, I'll give you there. And like you said, it's a reason to drink and party. And if you're Indy Kalu, you're all for that. I, 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 I totally, I totally get that. Indy Kalua joining us here on the Blitz coming up for the Houston Texans road game at Atlanta. Haven't really figured out that team yet. Uh, home against New Orleans, a bye, and then, of course, at Carolina. Do we have a potential three-game win streak here for the Houston Texans? I, what, potential, yes, but I have to, like I said, with Atlanta, you just don't know what you're going to get. Are you going to get Bijan Robinson running for you know 200 yards? Is Desmond Ritter going to look like the quarterback that he's shown flashes of? You just don't know what you're going to get, and the Texans are still that team where – you know what, if they beat a very good team, you say to yourself, yeah, I could see that. But if they also lose to a team with the losing records, you're like, ah, they're still building and they don't have the roster just yet. So I don't know if it's time to start looking ahead on the schedule and say, hey, they could go into the bye week four and two if they win these next two games because some idiot here in Houston has already done that. I'm talking about myself, but <laughs> I really think with, we this, do. With, this Texas, yeah, <laughs> with this Texan team, you, you just have to take it one game at a time and I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I would put the money on the Texans against the Falcons, but I wouldn't be overly uh, excited about the return. Well, and, and again, I'm trying to figure out, I mean, you know, nine points in the first game and they look like everybody thought they would look like. A against the Colts, they still score 20, uh, but then 37 and 30 in the last two weeks, I thought if the Texans did anything this year coming in, it would be because of the defense. If they can get, you know, north of 20 points a game from that Houston offense and the way C.J. Stroud has been playing, I don't think it's unreasonable to think they couldn't beat the Falcons and the Saints the way we've seen those two teams play. I mean, Houston is at least being consistent over their last three games. No, you're right. I mean, when you and all throughout the preseason, I was lucky enough to call a couple of games uh, during the preseason, what you said was was the talk. Like, you know what? This is going to be a long road. The games that the Texans are going to win is going to be it's going to have to be on the backs of the defense. But now we're seeing that hey, there's a chance for the defense to have uh, uh, play below expectations and they still win because of C.J. Stroud in the offense. But I'm expecting them to beat the Atlanta Falcons. I'm expecting them to beat the New Orleans Saints. But I still believe they're so young, and this is still a, a rebuild year, if you will, to where they can lose those games that you expect them to win. Because when you look at their roster, when you look at the defense, I mean, outside people outside of Houston, if I say, quick, name three guys, and you can't name Will Anderson on the defensive side of the ball, most people, it'll be tough for them to name. So it's not like Pittsburgh or Baltimore, where you just have a bunch of uh, household names on the defensive side of the ball. And you talk about them being a young team, Andy Kalu. C.J. Stroud's birthday is today. He is 22. What is Andy Kalu getting C.J. for his birthday? Ooh. What what do you get a mature young man who's taken the – you know what I get him? And right offensive tackle. Okay, realistically, because you can't dial that up on Amazon or every oh, coach would have already okay. done that. But, but all right, let me be fair about this. You're in the locker room, veteran player in the locker room. There's a lot of veteran guys that D'Amico brought in on one-year deals. It's, it's a kid's birthday. He's 22, but he's also QB1. 
uh, what are they doing for him as a team or as a teammate? What would you be doing? What I would do if I was in that locker room, I was the vet. I know every player needs massages, and because of the debacle we had in the past, I would make sure that I give him gift cards to reputable massage therapists. The great Indy Kalu, always speaking the truth, because massages in Houston, I, th- I don't think those are allowed anymore. No, it's reputable. That's why we're going to one of these franchises. I'm going to make sure it's a man massaging him. We keep the doors open and the cameras on so there's no controversy. So I'll get him a camera and a gift card to a massage therapist franchise. Uh-huh. There you go. Andy Kalu, always thinking and, and being a good teammate at the same time. Always appreciate it, my friend. We'll visit next week. No Vaseline on the massages. Stop. All right. Talk to you next week. Good stuff. Andy Kalu. <laughs> On the Buyers Barricades guest line, where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond, online at buyersbarricades.com.